It's time to be real with your life journey. Your journey is yours and yours alone. You can't follow someone else's path and be fulfilled. And God doesn't want you to anyway. He doesn't want you to follow someone else's path. He has a specific path for you. Today, let's talk about how you can stop faking it and start living God's intentional path for your life and career. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grownups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred. It's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. I hope you're doing well so far. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mel Vandevoort. I had a memory pop up on my Facebook from a few years ago when my oldest son was mowing the lawn. Yes, he was an adult, very much into his adult years. And the picture was of him on the lawnmower mowing our yard for us because he owed us money. And so we made him mow the yard to pay us back. And he didn't want to get in the, he didn't want to be in the sun, basically. So he took the umbrella off of the patio table and he attached it to the lawnmower. So he's on this lawnmower with this giant umbrella covering him up so he wouldn't be in the sun. And I just have to think about how much I love the ingenuity of my adult children. They are so funny sometimes. And <laughs> Mason, my uh, my oldest, he he will figure out any way he can to make something easier, and he'll he'll spend way more time figuring out how to make the job easier than the job itself. And so, I really don't always uh, always understand that with him, but he does. He wastes way more time figuring out how to do it in a better way than just doing the job itself. But he stayed in the cool. He didn't get sunburned. He got the job done. So I have wonderful memories of that. I took pictures and it's funny. It's something I can look back on and remember. I want you to think about those things with your adult children. You know, we're in this season of life where our children are out of the house or some of you, they may be just getting ready to be out of the house and you're about to become an empty nester. But my point is that you can look back on some of these memories and you can laugh and you can think about all of the great adult memories that you can make now with your children. I know it's sad when you become an empty nester in some respect, but it's also it's new and it's exciting to be able to 
have this relationship with your adult children. See what kind of fun things that they can do and add to your life right now. And if for whatever reason, you know, my kids and I, we, we fight occasionally. We get upset with each other. My, my boys don't always think that I know everything and they get irritated because I still, I'm their mom and I still say mom things and they don't always like that, but it's okay. We get into it. We have a day or two where we don't talk to each other and we let things cool down and then we repair our relationship when we move on and we have fun with it and we never stay in that place where we don't forgive each other and we don't repair that relationship. So I just want to encourage those of you who maybe don't have the best relationship with some of your adult children to take that first step. You're the parent and they will follow your example and you have to lead and show them that forgiveness is something that God expects from us. And no matter what, these are your babies. And ladies, you birthed these babies. Some of you maybe didn't birth them, but you adopted them. You took them in as your own and you raised them. And you have to repair any relationship that's not in a good spot right now because adulthood is hard enough. Midlife is hard enough, but it's an exciting, wonderful time that you don't want to miss out with by not having that relationship with your children. So repair those relationships. Take that first step. Love those babies, even though they're not babies anymore. They will always be your babies. Speaking of that, did you know that I have a free community of midlife women just like you and me? Women who are reclaiming the woman that they once aspired to be. They're defining their God-given purpose. And they're making those career and big life decisions with courage and clarity. We have fun. We encourage each other. We support each other as midlife Christian women always do. So I would love it if you would jump on over to our group of marvelous midlife women at the link in the show notes and follow along with us. Join us and enjoy the ride as a midlife woman. Sometimes it's really hard to know what to do in every situation. We've heard the the term or the line, fake it till you make it. But we can't fake our way to happiness, contentment, or fulfillment emotionally. God can fill you up and show you where to go. He's given me a passion to help you figure out how to get there as well. And I can help you determine your gifts and your talents, uncover your passions and your interests, and determine what your next steps are and create a plan to get there, ladies. If you would love to figure all of this out and you just need a little bit of help, click on the empowerment session link in the show notes and let's spend a little bit of time together and see what we can do to figure out how you can move forward. I can help you with that and we can create a plan specific to you and your situation. Don't wait any longer, ladies. Right now is the time to get started Figure this out and not waste any more time than you already have. I am ready to help you get started. So click on that link in the show notes and schedule your empowerment session with me today. But today, I also have some tips for you on how to stop faking it and really start living God's intentional path for you in your life and your career and all of those big life decisions that you have to make. Tip number one. 
Be who God called you to be. You are not someone else, so don't follow someone else's path. God has a specific path that he created, that he designed, that he defined specifically for you. Sometimes I think that we want to do what other people are doing because we have that dreaded FOMO or that fear of missing out, or sometimes it's just plain envy. I'm not even going to lie. There are people that I'm envious of for certain things, especially when I see that they are so much farther ahead in their podcast or their coaching or their business or whatever it is. I sometimes get that little tinge of green and that envy comes out and then God will get a hold of me and he will remind me that he's got something specific for me. And just because they're ahead of me at a certain spot in their life doesn't mean that I'm behind. It just means that he's preparing other things for me and I have to give myself a reality check often, ladies. One of those things that I'm a little bit envious of that's not business related is a house. I am really wanting a house so badly that I can taste it. And I've always had a vegetable garden and flowers. And right now I can't do that because I don't have a place for that. I'm in an apartment. And so that makes me have a little bit of jealousy when I see my friends who have nice big houses and I can barely fit through my living room sometimes because I have more furniture than I have room. But I am trusting God and trusting that there's a reason that I'm in this apartment right now and that he's preparing something else for me that's coming soon, I hope. And if nothing else, I'm close to my boyfriend. So my Drive used to be about 30 minutes to go to his house from my old apartment, and now I'm like 10 minutes away. So that is very nice. For some of you, you may be jealous that other women have a husband and you don't at this point in your life. And maybe you've never been married, or maybe you are divorced, or maybe you have a boyfriend, but you just aren't married yet and you want to be, and you're jealous of those who are. Be patient. God has the perfect person in store for you. The person who wants to be with you, the person who wants to marry you and spend every day with you and build a home with you. And even though that person may not be in your life right at this moment, just keep praying that God will send that person to you. And when and if the time is right, God will do just that. What about your career? Maybe you're jealous because you see other people who have a career that you would love to have and you're still at a job or you feel like you're stuck in a job that you don't want to be in. Just be patient there too, ladies. Keep plugging along. Again, let me help you figure out what your next steps are and get prepared. And the way to get prepared is to get to know yourself really intimately and what your wants and your wishes and your desires and your passions are. Also, get to know God really intimately so you can hear him and he can help develop those passions and those talents and gifts that you have already. And he can bring those out in you in a way that you never dreamed of or never imagined. Tip number two. 
you have a unique set of talents and passions that no one else has. God gave each of us a unique set of talents and skills. We're all different parts of a bigger plan. 1 Corinthians 12.9 says, If they were all one part, where would the body be? Meaning that we all can't be the eyes. We all can't be the hands. Because if we were, then it would be a really boring world and everybody would be doing the same thing. You will never do something the same way that someone else would. So stop trying. It would be, like I said, a really boring world if we were all the same. I have a little bit of musical talent. I can play the piano. I'm trying to learn guitar. Um, I used to be able to sing, not so much now. As I get older, I don't know, things just don't sound the same. But I don't have super athletic abilities. I am not a great basketball player or football player or volleyball player or any of those things. I do jog, and even that is a struggle some days. Each of my children have a different talent. I love that about them because there's not a lot of things that I can't get fixed if it breaks because one of my three boys can help me with that. I can use the talents that I have, the skills that I have, and make those better. My boyfriend is super musically talented, so talented. He doesn't always see that talent in himself, but I sure see it. As someone who does know music, at least somewhat, I can see the things in him that he can't see in himself because they're just natural to him. He went to college to be a musician, and he has learned so much that he can transfer to me. He's helping me learn how to play the guitar, and he hates the way I say guitar, by the way. So I say it that way on purpose because it irritates him and he laughs at me. But there are other people who can help me grow other talents. It's very unlikely that you will find someone who has the exact same gifts and talents, passions, and interests as you. So it's going to be more than one person who's going to help you grow in different areas. So seek those people out. Find someone that you want to have as a growth buddy or a mentor. If someone, if you're trying to lose weight and you know someone who is really good at counting macros and keeping track of their water and exercising on a great consistent plan, then get them as an accountability partner and grow with them in that area. And then if there's something else that you're trying to grow in another area, find someone else who's really good in that area and grow together. And when you grow with other people, this gives you a chance to network. When you're looking for people to grow with in different areas, I'm on some different Facebook groups and I have made some really good connections through these Facebook groups. I'm in a woman's entrepreneur Facebook group And I reached out to, I made a post about finding some people who would come on my podcast. And I explained what this podcast is about. And I had an overwhelming response. And I have made some really good connections that way. And I've gotten some ideas for this show that I might not have gotten had I not networked in that way. So Always look for people who can help you and build relationships with them and grow that networking because you never know when you might need someone in a specific area. 
or you may be able to help someone out in an area that they need growth in, which is reciprocal and what God wants us to do. We need to have servant-led hearts and be servant leaders. And tip number three, you are where you're supposed to be right now. Right now, I've kind of become intrigued with the book of Esther and all of the things that Esther did. She was a young Jewish woman. She was living in the palace. She had found favor with the king. And Haman, he was a court official, and he was trying to persuade the king to get rid of the Jews. And Mordecai, who is Esther's cousin, encouraged Esther to go to the king. This was dangerous because you weren't just allowed to go to the king and talk to him if he didn't call you, unless he accepted you in and said it was okay. And so it was extremely dangerous because she could be put to death for this. And in Esther 4.14, it says, "For and this is Mordecai talking to her, it says, for if you remain silent at this time, Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Esther was in this spot, in this particular time in her life for a very specific reason. God put her there because that's where she was supposed to be because she was the only one that can do what needed to be done. And God has you in a specific set of circumstances and this specific time for a very specific reason. You just have to figure out and embrace that reason, ladies. And the way to do that is stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You never know when God's going to call you and he may call you when you're least, when you least expect it. You know, I told you that I work for a guy here in St. Louis and I do instructional design, which is kind of morphed into the consulting. And I wasn't expecting the email when I got that from him. I had really kind of forgotten about even putting myself out there for this kind of work because I was busy growing the podcast and, and working on some other things, finishing up my school year. And right about that same time, my mom was really not good. And so I kind of forgot about it. And when he reached out to me, it was a big surprise because I had forgotten about it. But if I had not been prepared, then I would have missed that opportunity. And right now, that's an opportunity that I'm still using to grow my skills. So you have to also be on the lookout for opportunities. That networking that I talked about earlier You never know when you're going to connect with someone who can offer you an opportunity. So stop just sitting in your own little bubble and get out there, ladies. Start talking to people. Don't be afraid to network. That's one thing that I've got. God gave me the gift of gab, and I have no problem talking to people. And I network, I listen, and then I inject myself when it's appropriate. That has helped me network and grow my educational network and my midlife woman network for my businesses. So make those connections and seek those opportunities because you never know when they're going to pop up. All right, let's recap. Number one, be who God called you to be, not try to be someone else. Number two, you have a unique set of talents and passions that no one else has. Grow and refine those talents because no one else has your specific set of talents and passions. 
And number three, you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now at this time of life. So embrace it, ladies. In closing, I want to read John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Don't wait another day, ladies. Get in there and start growing yourself. No procrastination. I hope today's show was a blessing as you continue on your path toward everything God has in store for your life and career. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift you up and give you peace. Bye-bye. 